Welcome to the Holistic Hotties Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Mansfield, and I'm on a mission to help you feel good naked. Not just with your clothes off, but with your masks off. Completely you, completely naked. I want to help you fall so in love with yourself that you can't help but feel good naked. I'm a certified holistic health coach, meditation teacher, and yoga teacher traveling around the world to further satiate a curiosity for all things healing and true. Feeling good naked is so much more than eating healthily, the bubble baths, and the spa days. It's that deep sense of security, that deep sense of safety in your own body. Here, we're going to talk about how to overcome the roadblocks, the mindsets, the beliefs, and the self-imposed limitations that are keeping you from embodying the most radiant, holistically hot version of you. By pressing play, you're one step closer to feeling good naked. Let's do this. Hello, and... Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Hotties. I am so glad you're here. I'm recording on a, what day is it? Tuesday. Um, It's been raining and then sunny and then raining and then sunny. So I've been like introspective and then energetic and then introspective and staring out the window like I'm in a movie and then energetic. So it's been quite a emotionally (laughs) volatile day for me. Um, Today... I want to talk about a kind of similar to last week's discussion, a cousin or sister to last week's discussion. Today, I want to talk about how to stop self-abandoning and instead start saying yes to self. And I feel like this is also a topic that gets discussed a lot in the health and wellness and, you know, self-growth and transformation industry or space just because... It's also one of those buzz topics of like, don't self-abandon, say yes to yourself, love yourself. But there are all these like really esoteric, intangible concepts. And so what I want to do is talk about what it is and talk about how to actually stop self-abandoning. Like how, what are things we can do that over time will create that consistent practice of coming home to self and reminding ourselves that everything we have to say, everything we think, everything we feel is valid and valuable. So that's the plan for this episode, this discussion, jumping right into it. So first, what does it mean to self-abandon? Like when you hear stop self-abandoning, what does that mean? And to me, what it means to self-abandon is every time you compromise your authentic expression or your authentic self for the sake of somebody else or for the sake of making somebody else like you or for the sake of appeasing the situation. So it's it's every time you dim your light so that somebody else can feel like they shine. It's every time you convince yourself you're being too much. It's every time you convince yourself that somebody else's needs matter more than yours, you know, in a relational situation. <laughs> It's that voice in your head that says, no, 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 you're being too dramatic, you're asking for too much, you're being too much, you need to turn it down, you need to compromise, you need to change. These are all micro moments of self-abandonment. And over time, what happens when you self-abandon and self-abandon and self-abandon, first of all, you forget who you are, you forget what you stand for, you forget what you like and what you dislike. You just lose who you are. But it also slowly deteriorates at your self-worth because all of these times, all these micro moments of choosing 
to self-abandon or choosing to believe those thoughts that tell you you're being too much and then acting upon them. Every time you choose to listen and believe those thoughts that say that you're being too much, that you need to do less, that you need to compromise, that what you're feeling is invalid. Every time you listen to that, every micro moment that you listen to that, you're subconsciously telling yourself what you feel, what you desire, who you are is inherently wrong. The feelings that you feel in this moment are inherently wrong. The person that you feel is inherently who you are is not good enough. So I have to change it. I have to dim it. I have to alter it for the sake of somebody else, for the sake of belonging, for the sake of being loved or liked by a certain person. And the thing is, is that we're kind of conditioned to self-abandon. We're conditioned to be polite. We're conditioned to accept physical touch, even if we don't want it, because it will make the other person feel uncomfortable if you don't. We're conditioned to say, yes, we want something, even when we don't really want it, but we don't want to offend the other person. We're conditioned to say we like something, even if we don't like it, to be polite. We're, we're from a young age, and yes, there are like societal norms and standards that we have to uphold and whatever, sure. <laughs> but from a young age, we are conditioned and programmed to turn away from what we're feeling, to not communicate what we're authentically feeling and want to express, and instead compromise it, communicate something completely different to make sure that everybody is happy in the space around you. And that's a dangerous program. That is a dangerous game to be playing because we grow up and continue to do the same thing, but on larger and larger scales. Then we start to do it in relationship and friendship and places in our life that we need to be showing up authentically and asking and communicating what we need authentically without worrying about the other person leaving or not belonging any longer. I mean, think about even just the last couple days in your life. How many times, if you're being honest, if you got still and kind of looked back on the different events and interactions you've had in the last couple days, how many times did you adjust what you wanted to say? Not necessarily change it all the way, but adjust what you wanted to say or how you were feeling or express something differently for the sake of appeasing somebody else. And of course, fine print here is don't just like blurt out whatever you want to say without any filter and start offending everybody. Of course, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is we have this tendency and this compulsion to abandon our needs and abandon what feels right in our bodies for the sake of somebody else because what we're feeling what we're thinking where we are is too much so what we need to do instead is start saying yes to ourselves start communicating what we need in relationships start communicating what we're feeling at any given moment start communicating in truthfully responding when somebody asks us how we're doing or asks us a question about our day. Start validating your own emotions instead of convincing yourself that what you're feeling is wrong or invalid or out of context or an overreaction or whatever it is. Start saying yes to how you're feeling. Start observing and embracing tenderly what you're feeling, saying yes to it, holding it, and then responding to it as opposed to automatically pushing it down, saying it's wrong, saying it's too much. So we have to say yes to self 
And we can do that by stepping into this higher version of ourselves, right? Like getting still, tuning into your breath and zoning into this higher version of self and then living as her, like literally stepping into and putting my finger slots in her finger slots, my toe slots in her toe slots and just start living as this higher version of self, the one that communicates what she needs, the one that has that presence of peace, of this is the space I take up on this planet. And it's mine. It's my space. It's my sacred space. Nobody else is me. Nobody else has my essence, my energy. And for that, I am inherently worthy, period. So I get to say yes to myself. I get to stop self-abandoning because I am inherently valuable, as valuable as the other person that I'm over here compromising for. Their needs are as valuable, as important. Yes, true, but so are mine. So I get to say yes to mine and live authentically and aligned to myself while having empathy and compassion and listening to the other person that may be there, that may have different emotions, that may see things completely differently. Of course, holding space and being open to their experience without invalidating or abandoning yours, right? It's a me and, me and this other person, me and them. So living as her, living as that highest version of self that says yes to herself. Feel what that feels like. Feel the tingles in your body when you are her. Feel the presence, the the way you carry yourself, where your shoulders sit on your back when you are her. How your head floats up towards the sky and you get taller when you step into this highest version of self that says yes to herself, that does not self-abandon. And this version of her, who is her biggest hype man, So I've been starting to do this a lot for myself because it's a simple concept. But when I notice when I'm not typing myself, I observe and I, you know, I kind of say to myself, what? Like, if you're not going to back you, who else is going to back you? You know, so it has to be this constant reminder. And this is a practice like this. This is the practice. It's the constant coming back to. It's the constant reminding of these practices and returning to them. And noticing the thoughts and choosing something different over and over and over again. This isn't just like all of a sudden you never have them, but over time you notice them more easily. You notice when you're not backing yourself. You notice when you're not living as her. You notice when you're self-abandoning and then you get to course correct much sooner and with much more grace than when we're in this space of reacting and kind of on autopilot without that mindfulness. So being your biggest hype man, I... Like I said, I've been practicing this and it's been really fun because I'll notice if I, you know, I'm putting out a lot of content, I'm creating podcasts, some of the tech stuff is really hard, you know, and I'm like noticing when I almost want to hide it, you know, and like keep it to myself. And when someone tells me that they listen to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, yikes, what they think, you know, it's, I want to like give them this caveat of like, it's the beginning, they're going to get better, you know, and yes, that's true. It is, they are going to get better. It's a journey. You have to start somewhere with everything you do. But also noticing and then choosing to share it and choosing to show up differently and show up in a way that I back myself of like, wow, I'm so glad you listened to it. Awesome. Like next week's is going to be great. You know, completely changing it and noticing in myself when I'm wanting to retreat and be in that small space 
take up less space, right? That's essentially what that feeling is of like when you're not hyping yourself, you're you're trying to become smaller you, or you are becoming smaller. That's how it feels to me. So instead, feeling big, breathing into my body, breathing into my chest and being like, yeah, that's mine. I made that. This is me. Like I... I back this because I made it. I back it with everything I have. I'm not saying it's the best thing out there, but I love it and I made it and it's my message and it's what I'm contributing to this world. So starting to back yourself with everything you do and then it becomes just so fun. It becomes so much more fun to share what you're doing because it's like feedback is awesome. And you start to notice that people want to encourage you. People are out there to like lift you up if you have great people in your life. And if you notice that they're not doing that, different podcast episode because we should upgrade the people that you're surrounding yourself with, but different tangent. So yeah, hype yourself. Another step in stopping to self-abandon is asking for what you want. I kind of touched on this and, you know, when I was talking earlier, but explicitly just need to mention this ask for what you want. This is something I work on continuously. This is something I'm constantly looking for expanders, especially women who stand in themselves and ask for what they want in their career, in their life, in their relationships. I'm consistently looking for women who are doing this so that I can then do it better. And I've gotten much better at it, but that's a hard one for me. I think it's a hard one for a lot of women. And especially when it comes to relating and dating, even explicitly asking for what you want without being scared that it's going to be too much or that the other person will leave or you won't get it in career or whatever it is like asking for what you want, because if that person can't give it to you in a relationship, if that person can't give it to you in a friendship, in a family relationship, whatever it is, in a boss and employee dynamic, then okay, from there you get to decide what to do next. But at least you're actively making that decision from a truthful, authentic place of this is what I want, this is what I need. Can you give that to me? If not, where do we go from here? And opening up that conversation with yourself and with whomever else you're in a dynamic with. Because what you want is not too much. What you want to create in this world, what you want to create in a relationship, what you want to create is not too much. If you desire it, there's a reason you desire it and that's okay. Even material things, we live in a material world. If you desire creating certain things, a certain life, or you have a certain vision for yourself, that's okay. And back it (laughs) because you can have it. You can create it. You deserve and you are inherently worthy of everything you desire, everything you can conceive of when you're coming from a place of genuine love and compassion and desire to create and contribute to the world as opposed to coming from a place of scarcity and greed and glutton that's going to be different. And you'll probably have a harder time manifesting in the things anyway. (laughs) And lastly, I think something else that I really want to touch on of how to keep saying yes to yourself and stop self-abandoning is to stop overgiving and apologizing. Again, a big one, I think for a lot of women, I notice myself doing this all the time. I'll just say, sorry, (laughs) sorry for just standing here. Sorry for like being in the, the pathway to the door that you're trying to go to, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry my bad. Sorry. You know, why? 
think of any other word, you know, and and I'm just as guilty of doing this. And so I try and be extremely conscious of when I say sorry, just out of habit, because every time you do that, subconsciously you're communicating like, I'm sorry for taking up space. Sorry for being here. My bad. Like, and I think it's a little bit of the Canadian in me, I guess, that says sorry all the time. But but I do think it's a thing that a lot of women struggle with and, and not women only, but I'm just speaking from like my experience and, you know, the data I've collected from the other women in my life. But we need to stop apologizing for just simply existing. We need to stop apologizing for just simply existing as ourselves and feeling what we authentically feel and needing what we need. We shouldn't be sorry for that. And we don't need to be sorry for that. And the more we believe that and feel that we are worthy of our experience exactly as we're having it, the more we're able to hold ourselves and back ourselves. And that over time builds this just solid foundation of like, I've got you, baby. And whatever you're feeling, yeah, that's you. You feel that. You feel that all. <laughs> you know, that's me to me, talking to me. Okay, so that's that. We've got to get out of the habit of apologizing. And in tandem with that, we need to stop overgiving. And I want to talk about this more at a later date because this goes into establishing boundaries with friends, family, suitors, employers, like this is a much bigger topic. However, I think it's important to touch on because it's also critical in establishing this practice of saying yes to yourself and backing yourself and living as her, this version that so easily exists in that space. And again, this is a trait that has been revered and encouraged in society. Someone who gives and gives and gives. It's something that a lot of people are praised for, which then reinforces that behavior and that belief that their value is derived from solely giving. And when we're in that space, we feel so uncomfortable with receiving. And that imbalance also begins to communicate subconsciously that you're not worthy of receiving love, that again, your identity and your worth is derived from giving love solely and helping and doing things for other people. Of course, we want to do things for other people and we want to give our love unconditionally, but it has to be a balance of also setting your boundary and knowing when you've given enough in this, in a certain dynamic and choosing to protect your energy and choosing to believe that your energy is sacred, continuing to give it to a toxic situation or to a toxic person or to a dynamic that doesn't fulfill and meet your needs, over time, this completely diminishes our self-worth, which then makes it easy to start self-abandoning. So like I mentioned, I think this will be a whole nother podcast, but the take home of this specific message is to start setting boundaries and stop overgiving. And it's uncomfortable at first. It's extremely uncomfortable to say no to people and to communicate what your standard is. That's hard. But over time, it actually becomes so fun. It's like, what else can I say no to? What else do I not feel like doing that I'm not no longer afraid to communicate? (laughs) 
So I hope this episode gave you some ideas as to where you can start saying yes to yourself in your life, whether it be setting a small boundary, whether it be asking for what you want, whether it be starting to back yourself and be your biggest hype man, whether it be noticing in what situations and when you start to apologize out of habit and stop doing it. So these little things that you can start adjusting over time and just bring your awareness to them and noticing and then tenderly choosing something different in that moment. And if you mess up and if you don't do it in that moment, forgiving and coming back every single time and starting again and choosing yourself again and again, that is the practice. And instead of thinking about having to stop self-abandoning, like you're doing something wrong and you have to change this habit, try and reframe it to instead of having to stop self-abandoning, you're starting to say yes to self. So instead of having to take something out of your life, you're adding something else to your life and there's no longer room for this other habit of self-abandoning. And that reframe makes it an empowering choice, this transformation. It makes choosing yourself an empowering choice every single day, you know, and it's totally different. So try that on. See if that makes any difference in adopting just compassion for yourself when you're trying to legitimately like rewire your brain. <laughs> like it is some work. So have some compassion in this process of building this foundation of self-love, but it's worth it. This whole journey is so worth it. So I hope this conversation was helpful. I really love this topic. Um, I want to keep these around like, you know, 18 to 20 minutes or so. So this one's a little bit longer, but I hope this just kind of got some juices flowing. If you feel like this podcast or this topic would help anybody in your life, or you just want to send it to someone, start the conversation. These are just good things to talk about over like coffee with a girlfriend or whatever <laughs> with a sibling or with, you know, these are fun things to talk about in my opinion. Maybe people don't think so, but that's what I talk about. <laughs> so anyway, if you think anyone would like this, send it their way. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Um, and yeah, I get excited to share these with you guys. So have a good rest of your day. We will talk next week. Can't wait to chat then. See you.